Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So I want to say to you this morning, be all here today with joy. Don't miss the adventure of life. Well, it's always around the corner. Look at the moose in front of me. So what? God's with you. You're on his path. Enjoy life this morning. Don't always look at this greener pasture. God help us. You know that's happening in our churches with marriages. Divorce rates are the same as the unbelievers. That's ridiculous. So if you're here this morning and you're serving God, be all here. Have some joy. To be able to acknowledge who God is, is to know who He is to you. Pastor Mark will tell us in today's message in Proverbs 3 that you must know God knows you better than you know yourself. He already has a plan and a future for your life. Once we get past the place of walking the fence with the Lord, we will be much better off. But there are some things in our lives in which we just aren't ready to hand over to the Lord. All because we want Him to answer the way we would like Him to. So we must get self out of the way and really lean on God for all the details of our life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 21, verse 16, for our continuing study entitled, Trust and Enjoy God's Path. So he'll come to me, and how will God correct me? Well, number one, he'll correct me with a guilty conscience. I'll know it's wrong. Second, and you won't like this one, he'll correct you with a godly friend. And that's why some of you aren't in small groups, is because you don't want to remain open. You're hurting your Christian walk because you're not in a small group. And third, I shouldn't say this, a pastor should never say it because people never want to come back to church again. But the third way God corrects us is through a Bible study. He's correcting us right now, right here. You see, as we go through this, God's been speaking to your heart. Why? Because he loves you. Now, I'm either going to take it and adjust or harden my heart, and difficult times are coming. So I have to remain teachable. You say, well, Pastor Mark, it's easy for you to say. You get to share all this stuff with us. Well, during the week, I study. I have to do this for myself. And my wife often wonders what those noises are in my study. It's God going, can you just slicing me up? See, I get sliced up before you do. And it takes me days to heal. And God goes, hey, you're going to talk on that one, hey? Okay, let's settle it first in your heart. He said, well, Pastor Mark, I thought you were perfect. Well, normally I'm pretty perfect. <laughs> Guess what? There'll be a little surgery in the morning with God. Yeah, and that'll even come from my wife probably this afternoon before God gets me, but that's all right. Are you teachable? Would you turn to one more verse quickly? Proverbs 21, 16. And this is for numbers of you that are here this morning. This is, I'm going to give this, I normally give this toward the end of the altar call, but I want to mention to you now. Proverbs 21, 16. 
Look what it says. A man who strays, circle his word, who strays from the path of understanding comes to rest in the company of the dead. What is Solomon talking about? He's talking about a man or a woman who once knew God. They followed his path. They were doing fine in life. And as they turned some corners, Satan said, there's a little more excitement over here. There's another thing over here you need to go to. And so we, what does it say? Look at the verse. We strayed. And how does the stray happen? It doesn't go like this. Left turn. It's we just kind of are moseying in that area. And before long, we look back and we got off the path. It's a backslider. It's a person who once knew God, but you got off the path. Now, notice the company you're in. It's the company of the dead. It's unbelievers. And when you're an unbelievers, it will eventually destroy your life. So in the New Testament, we have a wonderful parable of the prodigal. And it says when the prodigal came to his senses... And that's what God's doing to some of you this morning. You're not here by accident. You used to serve God. You were full on with God. But you're off the path. God says to you this morning, you're in the company of the dead. Turn it around. Come on back. Come home to the Father this morning. Be teachable. Come back where there's joy. Come back where there's life. You see, it is long as a Christian... If I remain unteachable, I get off the path. So I don't like that. God does. That's why he disciplines us, to bring us back to the path, because he loves us. Now, we've given you the three commands. I told you there's three commands and one promise. Well, what promise is there? Well, let's look back at Proverbs 3, verse 6. If we obey these three commands, what's left for us? Here's what's left. He will make your paths, what? Straight. So point number four, point number four, the four points you're talking to this morning is this. Enjoy walking on God's path for you. Make straight means to make right, pleasant, prosperous. So if I do those three things, do trust, don't lean to my own understanding, do acknowledge God in all my ways, he'll make my path straight, right, pleasant, prosperous. So that means when I become a Christian, And trust God and do these things. Here's what my path will always include in front of me. I'll be healthy, wealthy, happy, comfortable, popular, no trials, no trouble. Everything would be pleasant, prosperous, and right. Isn't that good? It's a great promise. Is that what it means? How come only three of you went, no? (laughs) Wouldn't you like that what it meant? If that really was true, there'd be no unbelievers. They'd come for the wrong reason. No, it is not true. All of us know, on real life, when you turn a road, there's a moose in front of you. I looked up the plural of moose. It's moose. (laughs) There's not mooses in front of you or meeses in front of you. There's a moose. Now, when we turn it, the Bible says that believers will suffer. Some in life. We're just like unbelievers. We have difficult times. There's mooses. (laughs) There's a moose in front of us. Let me give you four this morning. Quickly, write them down. Number one, on the path of your life, you will come across 
an obstacle, a pothole of life. And that pothole represents past hurts, deep ones. On the road of life, on the path that you're traveling, you will find a blocked road at times, boulders. I call that physical and financial needs too heavy for you to budge or move. They absolutely block your way. Number three, when you turn the corner, you'll find the worst out place. There's no path. You can't get from here to there. There's no hope. I call that depression and discouragement. And last, is in all of our lives, when you turn the road, you will find an apparent dead end. You look at what's in front of you, and there is absolutely no way out. It's an impossibility. Satan says to you, it's over. It's over. That's what life is. But then we put in God. You see, you will find all of those things on your road, on your path of life. Even as a Christian, you will find them. But when God enters the picture, notice he says here, he'll make the path straight. Listen, when God comes, number one, he will fill in the potholes that need to be filled in. He will do it. When Joseph was in that pit, God filled it in and took him out. When he was in the prison, he took him out. Wherever you're at this morning with hurts, past hurts, God will heal him. He'll fill up that pothole. Second, he'll come to that boulder, that physical or financial need. He'll remove the obstacles that need to be removed. He cares for us. He'll meet our needs. Third, when you come to that fixed place, that worst out place, there's no road there. There's road here, then there's this worst out place, and there's road there. You know what God will do? He'll fix the worst out places. He'll provide you hope. He'll just repair it so that you can walk on. He'll come against your depression and your discouragement this morning. Lastly, some of you this morning are apparent dead end. You're there and Satan says to you, why are you serving God? There's no way. This is a dead end. It's absolutely an impossibility. And when I see that, I want to tell you this morning that the Bible says, right before your eyes, God will make a way where there is no way. That's God. That's God. You can't do it. This morning, you may be facing a dead end. Trust God. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. Pothole is filled. That boulder is removed. That road is smoothed over, and he creates a detour or whatever and makes a new way. It's God. So what does make straight really mean? It means this this morning. God will give our lives direction, purpose, joy, and fulfillment. Now, while I'm walking on that path, and I'm going through those difficult times. Just write this verse down. Are you in chapter 3? You're in chapter 3, aren't you? Look at verse 17. While I'm going through that, something will happen. While I'm going through that, the Bible says this in Proverbs 3:17. Her ways, which is wisdom, are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. 
the path that God has chosen for me, even though at times when I round the bend of life and there's a moose right in front of me, it's at those times when I have to trust him. That moose, he knew was there. He absolutely knows it's there. He's in control. I can relax and trust him. I can pull my full weight on him. I can say, God, I I don't see a way out of this, but I trust in you. I can have peace on the path of life by trusting him. Yet to be honest, when we're going through these and we run into that moose, we often get anxious. We often question God. God, look what you got in front of me. How come you're mad at me? Well, and then we say this, God, I can't be happy where you got me here. This is ridiculous. You're destroying me. But for your verse, we need at that time an attitude adjustment. God becomes our chiropractor. Philippians 4.11 said this, For I have learned to be content whatever the moose Just put it in. Whatever the moose. I've learned to be content. Does that mean I'm always content? Mm -mm. I'm still learning today. Are you? Absolutely. I learned. Now, some of you say, oh, I like that word content. By the way, it does not mean lazy and irresponsible. Oh, God, whatever you have in the path of life for me, I just put my full weight on you. Thank you. (laughs) No, no. It just means that you trust God and you have a change in your attitude. Now, I want, to, I want to talk with you for a moment about this. Listen, get this. I have to believe that if I'm serving God and I'm a real Christian, that in my life then there's a path in front of me. And God's orchestrated it. So, this morning, if I'm serving God, I'm not off in sin, not off in the wrong path, then I have to believe this. That number one, God has me in this community. God has me in the relationship that I'm in, if it's, if it's a godly relationship, husband, wife, whatever, dating, whatever, school, whatever. I, I'm, I'm in the right neighborhood where he wanted me. I'm in the right church where he wanted me. And I'm in the right job. But here's what I find. Christians that are there always have their eyes over here. This other path. Well, God, now, I don't like this path. If you put me on that one, I know that one's better. Guess what? It ain't no better, because when you get on that path, you took you with you. And it's just as miserable over there as it is here. So I I want you to listen to this this morning. Wherever God has you, he has you here for a purpose. So live here. Work here. Serve God here. Be all here. And enjoy God here and now. For years, we wanted to move to Florida. When my wife and I got married, we prayed about coming to Florida. And, and we orchestrated all the things we could. I took my state boards and all the kids. I was in farms and did all those things. But then we had to wait around three or four years before God opened the door. Now, while we waited, we just pouted. <laughs> and we stopped going to church. And everybody that talked to us, we said, you know, you can't trust God. He never brings anything good in your life. He's late again. We should have been there three years ago. Look at the snow and ice stuff junk up here. Is that what we did? No. Let me tell you something. If that's what we did... Do you know where we'd be today? Pastor Bill would be teaching if there was a church. I'm serious. God will not move you until you get your attitude adjusted. So we learned we were full on in the church. We worked in our marriage. We had friends. And whenever God opened the door, then we moved. 
So I want to say to you this morning, be all here today with joy. Don't miss the adventure of life. Well, it's always around the corner. Look at the moose in front of me. So what? God's with you. You're on his path. Enjoy life this morning. Don't always look at this greener pasture. God help us. You know that's happening in our churches with marriages. Divorce rates are the same as the unbelievers. That's ridiculous. So if you're here this morning and you're serving God, be all here. Have some joy. Let me see some joy this morning. I put up there for a prayer if you want to pray it. It says this, God help me be all here with joy on your path for me. (laughs) Great prayer to pray in the morning. God, you know that person you put next to you, I guess they're a moose for me. Don't tell them that, just pray. (laughs) They are a moose for you. And the reason they're there is to get your attitude straight. Well, you got, I don't like this job, but I don't like this chair. Yeah, just relax. Turn to Proverbs 4.18. we got two more verses and we're done. What is the walk of God like on this path? This is an exciting verse, Proverbs 4.18. The path of righteousness is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. What that means is this. As we trust God, as we don't lean on our own understanding, but as we acknowledge him in all ways, we discover that God's path is easier to find All the time. Look what I have on the overhead for you. As we progress on God's path, as we mature, we discover more wisdom, more truth, more guidance, more joy, more fulfillment in life. You see, it's like this funnel. Watch. Over here, as a young Christian, like Abilese will be when she accepts the Lord, at five, there's a little bit of light. And then as I serve God, the light gets more and more and more. And it's easier to find his wisdom and direction because I can look back and I can trust him absolutely with my life. And I just keep trusting him. And as the more, longer I serve God, the easier it is to serve. The more wisdom, the more joy, the more peace because I have all this past history to go, he's for me. He's not against me. It's going to be okay. And I end at the end of my life. Now, this verse says at the end of my life, there's going to be lots of light. What does that mean? Pastor Mark, at the end of your life, you're down in the pits. You're down in this, in this hole in the ground. It's dark down there. I'm not down there. My body's down there. But where am I? How can the Bible say at the end of my life? Look at this verse. There'll be increasing light. How can the Bible say at the end of my life there'll be increasing light? Where am I? I'm in heaven. Where there is no night and darkness. And Jesus is the Light of the world. So when I get to the end of that, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I'm in perfection. I'm in full light. It's just a progression. And when I'm there, by the way, no potholes, no moose. It's all perfect. That's why you can be encouraged this morning. Even though there's a moose in front of you, you're headed to perfect perfection. Because God cares for you. And he who began a good work in you, he'll get you there. Just get your attitude straight this morning. Get a little joy. Now there's one more verse. It's the opposite of what we just shared. Look at it. Verse 19. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. So it's just exactly the opposite. For a person that's an unbeliever... If you've never trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, it's a lifetime of darkness and stumbling. No joy, no guidance, no fulfillment. You're left to your own wisdom. You're left to your own finances. You're left to your own human relationships. They're all rubber crutches. You're left to the rubber crutch of religion, which is a dead end. Notice what this says. 
As your life goes on, there's no joy, there's no purpose, there's no peace. It's like a deep darkness. As time goes on in your life, there'll be more darkness, more frustration, more emptiness. How often I've heard people say, at 70 or 80, when they're getting ready and they're scared now to die. And then they say this, I wish I'd live my life different. You see, the time to change is now. Because watch, you continue this walk of darkness without God, independent from God. Do you know where you end up? In total darkness. That's what hell is. A description of hell is darkness because God isn't there. Now this morning, there has to be a change in our life. And it doesn't matter what church you belong to. It doesn't matter what you've done in the religious part. Look at the verse that I want you to see. There's one more in the book in the John. And it just says this. There's only one light that you can see. And you'll see it. It's the light of the world. It's Jesus Christ. And when you see this, I want you to understand this morning. Jesus says this. Look. Look at it. He said, I, not Calvary Chapel, not Presbyterian, not Catholic, and not Church of Christ. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me. What will happen? He'll never walk in darkness. That's the promise I have. Now, will I face some moose? Sure. But I'm still walking in his light. And we'll have the light of life. See, the book of Proverbs also says this. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. This morning, I'm going to do three prayers quickly, and then we're out of here. First one's going to be this for Christians. Second, let me ask you a question. Just look at me this morning, because this is a decision point for you. Once you were a Christian, and you've strayed from the path, God's calling you home today. You say, well, Pastor Mark, you don't know what I've done when I got off the path. I don't care. He doesn't care. Come on back. Come to your senses. You're not here this morning by accident. I met a guy this week, one of the businessmen here in the area, has been working with him. And we were out in a social setting. And he said to me, this new job I've got and finding this church and making relationships with you and so forth, this isn't by accident, is it? I said, no, it isn't. See, God loves, and he's orchestrated for you to be here this morning. Come back home. The third is, some of you here, if you died right now, you're depending on going to heaven on that religion. Catholic, Protestant, good works, communion, baby baptism, keeping the Ten Commandments. What? That will never get you there. There's only one way to God. That's through Jesus Christ. You have to accept him. You have to ask him in your heart. How does that work? Pastor Mark, here's how it works. You have to admit you're a sinner. All of sin. Second, you have to know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. Third, you have to ask him in your heart. And then you have to begin following him. That's what it talks about. Have you let go and let God yet? Have you given up complete control of your life yet? Pastor Mark challenged us to rest in the fact that God has a path for each of us. It's already been designed and built. We just have to sit back and listen to his soft voice to direct us. But that means we need to let go of our control. And as we do this, we will experience more wisdom, more truth, more joy, and more fulfillment in life. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now be sure and tune in next time as we continue to dig into God's Word to learn how to do life right. Pastor Mark will take us on a treasure hunt through Proverbs in order to gain more wisdom. See, there is a great treasure to be discovered and enjoyed. Wisdom is living life according to God's point of view, with God's values, and in God's timing. Won't you join us as we go on a treasure hunt for wisdom next time? Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. has seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear